Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Yay! Episode 8, we made it! Hey everybody, welcome back, and let's listen to that band, Rebecca Miller and the Drew's New Shoes Band! Oh yeah, aren't they amazing? They get better every week. Thank you so much for being on the program, you guys. I I love your music. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Oh, hey everybody, how are you? Episode 8, wow. Um, the, uh, I, uh, every time I announce the number, I mean, it's I still, we're not even 10 yet, but it, it's moving along so fast that I'm kind of like, wow, episode 8 already? Holy mackerel, wow. Because uh, it seems like it should only, only be like episode 5, I, I, 4, 5, I don't know, somewhere in there, not 8. <laughs> but uh, boy, am I glad it is. I am so happy that it, we're just chugging along. You know, the train is moving. It's chugga, 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 going, going, going. It's, it's, um, just makes me happy. <laughs> That's all. Speaking of being happy, um, I, for those of you that know my story a little bit more because you either listened to the past episodes or you're friends of mine or whatever, because um, I'm sure there's some new listeners that are only tuning in to, well, probably last episode in this episode since it's my wife, but I mean, as the guest, but whatever, um, this is for, you know, the people that are longtime listeners, you know, who know the story, I guess is the best way to say it. And, and even if you listen to this and then go back and listen to the rest of them, that makes you a longtime listener as well. So, you know, I appreciate it. Um, anyhow, for those of you that know the story, my story, I've only been living full time for oh, about seven months now. And... Uh, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I haven't started HRT yet, and that's that's other that's something for another episode. I'm not going to get into that now. But uh, so so it's still early, early, early in my process, very early in my my journey, my transition. So there, there there's still oh, I I don't I don't know. I can't really. I'm trying to relate it to other world things like, um, well, you know, when you buy a brand new car, you're supposed to break in the engine, drive the first, what is it, 100 miles, 1,000 miles, something like that, not above 55, 60, something like that. I don't know. I mean, newer engines, they're trying to do away with that, you know, work-in process, break-in process, but uh, that's the easiest way I can say it. It's It's getting used to life. To sum it up, uh, because you know, life is life is different. It's it's rebooting your life. You know, it's 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 
Oh, it's embracing what you have known to always be there. And at least in my childhood was teased and ridiculed for. Because as a young kid, you don't know left or right, up and down from, from gender identity. You're just being you. And then when you start to get teased by your friends, you know, usually is who that is, or your peers, your classmates, you know, you start to self-doubt and you're wondering, well, you know, is that a bad thing that I do whatever they're teasing you for? I, there's so many different, the way you stand, the way you sit, the way you sound, the way you laugh. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Whatever it may be, you know. <laughs> um, so you start wondering, you know, is that a bad thing that I do that? And so you start double-guessing yourself and you think, oh, I need to change this and how I do this and blah, 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 blah. So now, after however long in life it is that you've taken to come out, the older you are, the more you got to go back and, and reflect on and readjust to, um, is just kind of rebooting and basically telling yourself it is okay to laugh that way, stand that way, talk that way, sit that way, uh, interact with a person that way, whatever it is, you have to deprogram yourself. And that, I think, is probably one of the biggest challenges to a transgendered individual because there is, I mean, everybody's similar but different, but... um I'm trying to think of a specific example. Maybe you were teased about the way you stood. And so from that point forward in life, you've always been very conscientious of how you stand, wherever you're standing, whether it's, you know, in a line at the grocery store or an amusement park, or maybe you're standing reading a sign like a, a directory at a mall. Um, maybe, maybe you're, you know, standing in the kitchen cooking. I mean, it's doing the dishes. I mean, whatever standing. <laughs> okay. Lots of it. So now you're, now that you've been teased about that at a young age, maybe that's something you have to overcome because every time you're standing, you're thinking, okay, is this too, uh, well, uh, too feminine, too masculine, not masculine enough, not feminine enough. Um, and so you're very conscientious of how you stand. So now you have to tell yourself, who cares how the fuck you stand? Just stand. Be you. It doesn't matter if a man stands that way or a girl stands that way or a woman. Now, you know, it doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. Because if you stop and look at the big picture of people in life, there are a lot of men that stand like women and a lot of women that stand like men. <laughs> so you got to get over that little mental block. And everybody's got different ones. Some are bigger than others. Some are smaller. Some are almost non-existent until they actually happen. And then you realize, wow, that is a problem. I mean, it, the, it, that's, that's part of the struggle. That's part of the journey. And that's just one example in regarding of standing. I mean, everybody has their own. Everybody's a little different. And, and just to clear it up with the audience, I never really had a standing uh, thing. You know, I wasn't really teased about how I stood. Um, I was teased about how I sat when I crossed my legs because according to the fifth or sixth grade, whatever I was in, I sat like a girl. Well, it makes sense now. <laughs> it didn't make sense then. Why does it matter? So that was one of my struggles. Um, it wasn't a big one because um, I'd never, I mean, I cared, but the older I got, you know, as soon as I got out of high school, I really stopped caring. But that's whatever. I'll, I'll maybe I'll share that at another time. In fact, I think I will. I think I will. Something that 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 weird in between trying to figure out 
the best way to to present yourself you know that awkward teenage years but anyway whatever that's not today's show um so in that process of of reprogramming rebooting and rethinking you know telling yourself it's okay to as in my example stand that way sit that way it can be harder for for different people um or easier for different people and that's really dependent upon the support system that they have um some and when I say some, I'm meaning transgender people. Uh, people are, they, they're they unfortunately, they just don't have the support that others do. Um, you know, sometimes their family is that standoffish, supportive sort of thing. You know, well, if that's what you'd like to do, go ahead and do it. We're here. We love you no matter what. But then they keep you at arm's length and, you know, they don't know how to act around you. They don't know how to talk to you. They don't know how to interact with you because... They're uncomfortable with whatever, and they don't know how to express it is usually, usually what it all boils down to. I mean, everybody's a little different, but that seems to be the common uh, through line, the common thread with uh, situations like that. Anyway, support is the key, and it all starts with going to a therapist. And, I'll, and I'll, I have an episode in the future planned to talk about therapy and its importance and what it can do and... Uh, help you with, etc. That's that's in the future. But therapy is is the number one area for support because that's what it's there for. That's the number one reason that therapy exists is that support. So you have to have that. Then you you desire and need the support from family, close close family, friends, and without that support, ah, oh, it 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 just feels so lonely and it can be really tough because you're already in your own head thinking about things that will you know usually lead up to you coming out and saying i'm transgender you know that's one thing in your mind and it finally bursts out and you say it then you now have a lot of the same similar thoughts going on in your mind about you know well how do i stand how do i sit how do i do this how do i do that everybody's a little different some people, you know, worry about different things. How do I do hair? How do I do makeup? How do I talk? How do I um, smile? How do I um, order a pizza? I mean, everybody has a little different thing. And to them, it's, it's a big thing. Whereas others look on and say, well, that's not so bad. Just go, go get a haircut, for example, with, with hair. Or go to the mall and get a makeover. And <laughs> that opens up a whole other can of worms, but that's besides the point. I keep I keep going off on tangents. Sorry, folks. Um, the key of this little bit here is support, and without that support, it it makes it so much harder. So if you're if you're in that as another trans person out there, if you're in that position of not where, knowing where to go for support. My my feedback, my suggestion is definitely therapy, your therapist. Um, that is key, that is needed to to succeed in your transition. And it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You want to go to therapy when you're feeling bad, and you don't want to go to therapy when you're feeling good. Usually. Usually. And um, it's key to go when you're feeling good as well. Because then when you're feeling bad, the therapist can usually reflect on, well, hey, remember a month ago, two weeks ago, last week, whatever, you were very happy about 
whatever it was. Let's remember that. And that's the key is you have to remember those good times. You have to remember those little tiny moments that make life worth it. You got to cherish those little moments because they don't happen so often, even less frequently for trans people, um, because it's a harder thing to overcome and you got to cherish them. You have to. And this, this goes for everybody. Trans, cis, doesn't matter. Cherish those little moments. But back to being a trans person, you have to have that support. So it starts with therapy. Usually it moves on to friends at that point or family. I mean, everybody's family is a little different. Um, sometimes it's only one person in the family. Sometimes it's, you know, all everybody but one person is supportive. You know, I mean, everybody's a little different. But family uh, and then friends, you know, some people's friends are their family. I get that. Um, but you need that closeness of support. Somebody who's known you for a while. Maybe they were the first people you came out to or within the first dozen or first 20 of people that you came out to. Those are the people that are still around and that support you. And that's where, that's where you need to go when you need somebody to vent to. Another suggestion is if you have a local LGBT center, which most areas do, um, sometimes it's a little longer commute for others, depending on what area of the world and country you're in. But nonetheless, there's something close by if you can get to it. And go to the support groups that are there. See what support you can find from your LGBT center. Even if there are no groups, maybe try starting one. Or just talk to one of the counselors, therapists, uh, whatever they offer there at your center uh, just for, for that support. It's, it's key. Um, and then try to make friends with other trans people. Um, because like I keep saying, everybody's journey is different, but everybody's journey is the same. And you believe it or not, where your struggles may lie are their confidences. And so you can have them help you with your struggles and then turn the coin over your confidences, your strengths may be able to help them with their weaknesses. So I mean, that really goes back to why I'm having this podcast. I'm here to support, well, the trans community, of course, but also the community in general. How many people out there in the world get a chance to just listen to? And hopefully, I want you guys to write in. I want you guys to interact with me. Ask me questions. I mean, there's not a lot of opportunity out there. I mean, I know there's a few things on YouTube. I know there's a couple people out there on YouTube that do that. Tumblr, too. Um, Facebook as well. And now as a podcast, I mean, when I searched out the podcasts, I didn't see a lot. I mean, I saw a good number of trans based, um, podcasts, but something like this, something where I'm documenting and journaling and sharing, not so much. Uh, I mean, there is out there, like I said, but not the style that I'm delivering. So that's why I'm here. And if you want to keep it, keep it anonymous, you don't want to have it read on the, uh, on the air or anything like that, fine, I'll, I'll write out an answer. Or if you don't want your name revealed when I read it on the show, fine. I can, that's totally cool. I can respect that. But yeah, find trans friends. Trans friends can, can really help boost you up when you're feeling down. And believe it or not, you, can, you boost them when they're feeling down. It's a good synergistic a thing. And I really appreciate the friends I've made in the trans community since I started being more active in the uh, LGBT center here in San Diego. And then lastly, turn to the internet for friends. 
I mean, like I said, I live in San Diego, California. I'm sure there are people all across this country that would like to have or be able to live in a situation city like this. And they're curious about, well, how is it when you go to the store? How is it when you go to the movies or interact with your neighbors? Or I can't think of anything like that or anything else. But I'm trying to get that idea, the simple things, the daily tasks that you have to do. Take my child to the park. Take, uh, go to the store for food. Uh, go to the gas station for gas. It, some people have struggles with the simple little questions like that. So if you have a question like that, send it my way. I'll, I'll share it. Absolutely. So know that the internet, you can make friends in the right communities. Be, be wary. You know, make sure you figure out who they are first before you go flying across the country to meet them. I'm not saying that. But text messaging back and forth through Facebook or whatever message boards or whatever are out there, do it. Because you will find more answers than you think you will when you first start. I remember looking at one forum thinking, I'm not really going to find anything here. And I was surprised. Some of the personal stories that people shared, I went, oh, wow, I had that same thought. Or, wow, I never thought of things like that. Or, or wow, I'm glad I haven't had that struggle. Yeah. So to sum up this support thing, I really want to say thank you to my family. I hope you're listening. Uh, you guys have made it very easy because one of my biggest fears in coming out was losing family. And to know that you're still there overwhelms me and is, is, is wonderful. So thank you. Friends, the friends that are listening, uh, it's, it's been a weird circle with the friends. Um, uh, I, so when I started Facebook, I was just, I was trying to find everybody, you know, Hey, and then when I say started Facebook, I mean in boy mode <laughs> years ago. Um, I was just trying to find friends that I could think of. Oh, how about this person? How about that person? Blah, 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 blah. And I found people, not a lot. And then, you know, I, I never really was a big Facebooker before. I mean, I am more so now than I was. I'll say that. And so I, I didn't really post updates so often. And then I reached the terms of coming out to myself then to my wife then to my family then publicly. And now I've put that old Facebook uh, profile in uh, deactivated mode. It's there. It's just hidden. And I don't want to lose it completely because there's pictures and there's other things there that I don't want to lose. Um, I just haven't taken the time to go get them, really. And and then I started the one that is very well public now, and that's my account that I use all the time. And in, in coming out and refinding people, I have been connected with people that I had lost contact with for 20 plus years. And the fact that those people are still around wondering, hey, I wonder whatever happened to, and I'm going to use this because that's how they knew me, him. And now they find out that I'm transgender and I'm transitioning. And so now it's, wow, I'm so glad that I got reconnected with her. And I just, it's, it's been wonderful. So. I have to really say thank you to Facebook. As, as as upset that I get at Facebook sometimes, I'm very grateful for Facebook because there are probably about half a dozen people that I thought I would never see again that I am now in contact with. So it's pretty cool. So when I say friends, I mean everybody out there. Um, to the trans friends, I mentioned it before, I'm so grateful to have made friendships with you. 
all of you and you listeners know who you're talking or what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about. Um, it's, it's just been wonderful. So thank you. So it's very important to make sure you have that support because without, no, you, you can't do it alone. You really cannot do well, anything alone. You need at least one good friend. You need a confidant. And if you don't have that one, uh, Realize that you will in your therapist, to a degree. Therapist can't really get too chummy, friendly, because that's their profession. I get that. But they can guide you to, you know, people or groups that can. So therapist therapy, a therapist, is the number one starting point. Okay, I've waxed poetic enough. Let's move on to the show. All right, the uh, the guest is part two with Rebecca. She's answering questions. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, that's what this episode is. And before we dive into the questions, I just want to throw out early on now that uh, the nickname that Drew uses for me, um, we Rebecca and I wanted to have two separate names. You know, I didn't want both of us to go by mommy so early in his uh childhood he was barely a year when i came out to her so we needed something else and it was an old childhood nickname of mine my father called me my mother called me it my sisters used it for me basically everybody when i was a kid used it except my grandmother all right whatever and so rebecca i mean my rebecca knows the story about the name and she brought it up and i said yeah that's great and that name is chow and that's what Drew calls me. And when he gets older and can communicate a little more effectively, he can call me whatever he wants to call me. No matter what, I am still his father. <laughs> you know, I mean, genetically, I'm his father. If he chooses to call me that, fine. Whatever. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> and so let's get on with the questions. Yeah, Is that okay? we're gonna have an explicit. <gasps> explicit. Yeah, this. Would you like me to be explicit? Mostly due to topics, not necessarily for um, language, but you can use language, of course. Be explicit, and then we'll get to questions. Fuck. That'll work. <laughs> okay, so questions. The, um, I threw this out to our listeners through Facebook right before we started recording, and luckily we had that little bit of a break because now we have a good, a good handful of I questions here. I can't promise here. to answer them all. Well, Some of them I may have to say, ask me next time. That's okay, because um, some of these I think we may have uh, reflected on. We can still... We'll comment on it, but I believe we, we reflected on it. Okay, so this uh, first series of questions comes from uh, Becky. Uh, when, when I first came out to Rebecca, how did it make her feel? We covered that. Second part of that question is, did she feel less as a woman? That is a continuing thing. I wouldn't say less as a woman, but more aware of being a woman and my femininity um because i i'm not the kind of girl who has to put on makeup to go out of the house but now because my wife is more that kind of girl 
Um, I mean, not a lot. I'm not talking like well, I've gone through. I've gone through like my that. process. You, I've gone through my have, process in the last six months. In the beginning, I did, and now I'm I'm easing easing out. And I'm so glad you've gone to that faster than I thought you were going to. I was a little concerned that it was going to be like. You know, when I was a teenager and couldn't leave the house without having makeup on, I can't go anywhere without makeup on for years. So I'm very thankful that that happened quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense, love. No, that's fine no because because on the middle uh, days it's just something like mascara and uh, uh, right. Uh, 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 what's uh, powder? No, Concealer. well, no, not even uh, lip gloss, um, mascara and lip gloss, and that's usually the bare minimum at the moment. Um, so I, I mean, if we're going to go out, of, of course. course I like to put on makeup, and I don't. Well, you did that out. before. Mean, you, you did know, that going before. Going out with friends or whatever, going over to a friend's house for a barbecue, I'm going to put on some makeup. Mm-hmm. But I don't wear makeup to work. Um, Not all the time. There's I, a few. There's sometimes you do. I do. Sometimes you do. But I, I don't generally I'd wear say makeup. Tw- to I'd work. say at least. On average, if I had to average it out through the entire year, I'd say once a week. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and uh, so uh, it made me more conscious of that. And when when we do go out or go somewhere, especially in the beginning, when you were being a little heavier I, with the, your makeup, there's a number of things for that. And I'm, I'm going to get know, into my makeup process I know, I know. in another podcast. I'm sure. But um, that I felt like I had to to also do that so that you didn't stand out as being different. Mm-hmm. Um, so because you were really into eyeliner for a while. Well, back when back I know. 20, 20 years ago when I first started learning makeup, that was a big thing to use. I know. Um, it has so, changed, and I realize that. So I. I, I mean, if you like it, then do whatever you like. But like, like I said, it made me more conscious of of being. Were you kind of thrown back into that teenager to... phase, and uh, in a retro retro sense? I wouldn't say that. I just was. I just was winding up. Like I would pay, and I I still do because mm-hmm. I don't want to. Wear less than you, or more than I or know. More than. We check each other all the time. We balance each other out. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I said, because I, I didn't want you to stick out, and and I think I started doing this subconsciously, and I still do it on a conscious level, and I try not to because it's not good for my voice. Because I'm naturally, I'm naturally a soprano. I I sound like Snow White most of the time. Um, eh, most of the time, but because. Because you—that is something I—I I miss. I miss your baritone. Oh yeah. Um, and singing the Grinch song. Well, it's not like I won't. Okay, good. Not right now, because I'm. Good, good. I, um, I couldn't right now. Uh, but I—I I have. I try to make an effort when we're talking to people together, like out. To speak in a deeper placement so that your deeper voice doesn't stand out as much against my high squeaky. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's just how things are. I, I know, I know, but I, right. it's something that I, I've become more, I've become more conscious of, of what it means to be a woman, I suppose. 
in general, you know, those type of things, as opposed to making me feel like less of a woman. Right. Okay. Um, I've definitely become more aware of of my femininity, which I am somewhat grateful for, because I kind of had lost sight of that with being well working full time and being a mom of a just small child. Well, think of the process. We got together. We were together uh, three, four years before we started, you know, talking about and then having a child. And so you knew that I didn't need you to be all made up every time we went out somewhere because you didn't have that need to anymore because, you know, we were together. I've seen you at, you know, the worst. I've seen you at the best. So it really didn't need to happen all the time. And then, and then we have a kid and then we deal with the first year and the lack of sleep and the lack of energy. So yeah, why would you? But then this, I could see reawakening your, your conscious thought process of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I am thankful for that. Okay. It's, um, yeah. All right. Well, next question still from Becky is, did you feel that your marriage was being abandoned? Short answer? No. Long answer would be the marriage that I had in my head. And changed. Not, it changed. What I had as, as marriage for us and, and our future, like I said earlier, it the picture totally has been changed. Okay. So. Next question, still from Becky. What is the worst moment so far and the best moment so far since I came out? I'm guessing is since that's right after um, first come out. Please try to be objective. I don't care. Um, worst moment, because they still happen sometimes, not as much, are when I try to offer a, a gentle suggestion regarding hair, makeup, clothing choices. And the only way I can phrase this that, that I think will be like a general get a general understanding of, of what happens is that kind of like teenage girl response of you don't know me. This is what I'm going to do. Cause this is what I want to do. Blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, a week or so later be like, Oh, so I tried this and yeah, you, you were totally right. It worked so much better. Um, so I can because, think, I can because, think of a few times like that, but not too many. There, there've been more so in the beginning, th- more so in the beginning. They still happen occasionally. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but there was something recently in the last like month or so. Um, for for example, since I already mentioned it, the eyeliner. Mm. When I talked to you about the eyeliner, you got very defensive um, about it, and it wasn't an attack. It just was a hey, this is what it is now, and and mm-hmm. trying trying to ex- <sighs> the only way that, that I I think only women in my situation are going to really understand when I say this, helping your spouse learn to be a woman is an awkward thing. Of course. Because usually somebody's mom does that and they get to deal with all the, "Eh!" um, and so it's, it's a little awkward. Sure. Someone's mom, big sister, older female does that as opposed to just someone who's been living female longer. Um, so that's, okay. that's so been that's, the interesting challenge. Um, that's been the worst. What's the, the best moment so far? 
Um. <laughs> uh. Charlie didn't really like making out. Mm. Sabrina does. Okay. I, 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 I missed that. Um, so Sabrina does. That's the first thing that came to mind. All right. That's fine. Um, and probably the other one would be having drunk guys buy us shots in Vegas on our anniversary. Because like, married lesbians, this is great. Yeah. Let's buy you booze. That was was quite something. (laughs) Because they came to hit on us and then realized that we were together because, well, we told them. Because they asked why we were in Vegas. Yeah. Why are you in Vegas? Um, To celebrate our anniversary. Oh. (laughs) So they switched gears and bought us drinks. Bought us shots. Yeah. It was great. That was a good moment. Okay. In your mind, has True been affected at all? The only thing is that all of a sudden he, we stopped referring to you as daddy. And because he, he wasn't saying it like all the time, but he was calling you dada. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was still had early. To, yeah, it was still early and had to come up with a new name mm-hmm. for you. So that's really the only thing that I see is, as having been an impact on Drew is not having something to, to call you. Um, we came up with a name for you pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. It was you. It was awesome. Well, I wanted something to call you. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, so I came up with a name for you pretty quickly and started referring to you regularly. So if that that's really the only thing that I see is impacting Drew because he was capable of saying Dada. He wasn't capable of saying the other thing we came up with. Because I thought you deserved your own title other than Mom. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. mean, granted, there there is a little bit of a a selfish hold on, on Mom because, well, becoming a mom has has completely changed my life, which... We won't even get into. That's a whole another story for another time about being parent. La la la. Um, but it's something that I I have deep seated identity. It would have been the only thing I could think of is would have been like if you'd chosen to be that you. Yeah, and my name is going to be Rebecca. I've been like really. My name is Rebecca. Oh, oh, oh. Your name yeah, is going to be Rebecca? Yeah, I, no, yeah, yeah. no, no. We're not being that couple. Um, uh, that would be. And I, that'd be weird. And it was, so it wasn't just that there was a bit of that, but it was also that I felt you deserved to have your own name. Yeah, it's true. As opposed to just being mommy and mommy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. I like that, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Next question. Um, Halloween last year, uh, Charlie dressed up as a woman, and I remember looking at the photo and thinking, damn... He looks better as a woman than a man. Parentheses. I was wishing I looked that good. End parentheses. Uh, were you already in your starting to become the beautiful Sabrina? Well, Becky, thank you so much for those kind words, first and foremost. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think we did answer that since I came out to Rebecca in mm-hmm. September. And by the time October came around, we were in the self-discovery. I hadn't made any other coming out 
uh, uh, let me rephrase that. I hadn't come out to anybody else by that point, except, uh, two of our friends, which were at Drew's party. And that was it at that moment by the time Halloween came around. So only Rebecca, myself, and two other people knew by the time Halloween came around. You forgot the first person you came out to. Oh, and then a friend of mine, it's based on that. I had to come out to a friend of mine, a dear, dear, wonderful friend of mine, who I'm hoping is listening to this. Uh, we love you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he'll join us, uh, on an episode sometime, uh, but I had to come out to somebody other than family or, uh, immediately close friends because, no, I shouldn't say that immediately close friends. I meant people I see on a daily basis. This particular gentleman, we talk all the time through Facebook, but he and I hadn't seen physically seen each other for a while. So it was a good unbiased uh, viewing, uh, uh, listening ears to me coming out. And so I, it was the, and also the first time I said it out loud. So it was, so for that, I, I'm very grateful. And it was the night before I told Rebecca, Rebecca knew the next night. So, um, so yes, it was those five people. And so, yes, I was already in the process of becoming Sabrina. Um, at that point, I did the makeup. Yes, in those Halloween photos, she did the makeup for both characters. Um, next question kind of follows in suit with this one is, um, has there been any jealous moments? Jealous? That's how she uh, questions it. Jealous moments? I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, no. there's been t- comments about, you know, uh, I like the way that shirt looks on you or you look good in whatever or hair looks something or things like that but i wouldn't say jealous no, i wouldn't say jealous no um does oh here this one i think we did answer uh does rebecca now label herself as a lesbian or a straight woman nope and nope nope and nope uh Today is National Coming Out Day. How would we, us two sitting here, help someone who is just coming out? Is this still a Becky question? This is still Becky's. Oh, this wow. is Be- Good this is job, Becky. This is Becky's last question. We move on to an, a different uh, questioner now. <laughs> on the next question, um, yeah. So, how would I help? I would. Um, uh, I would. I would. That's why I'm doing the podcast because. Um, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, I was on a search on a quest to find another trans person, even though I didn't know they were called trans at the time to talk to and ask questions to, and and to see if the thoughts in my head were me thinking outlandish thoughts, or was this sincerely something, you know, did you have something similar? So I am here to offer the world a chance to just talk to get answers from experience, hear my stories from a trans woman. You know, this is part of my thing. How would you offer, what would you offer to somebody recently coming out? Um, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I have an answer because we already are if, kind of doing that. Just being, but being here in the podcast, right? Well, being, let's well, no, no. I mean, I mean, just being there, you know, the people we've made friends with mm-hmm. so far from the, from the trans group, um, just being supportive because 
a lot of them have a lot of the people we have met and made friends with have people that aren't very supportive mm-hmm. or or that are like okay you do what you have to do but i've got to do what i've got to do um right exactly and exactly that's how a lot of things seem to be and so just just being someone who's a supportive cheerleader is really what i have have been doing um yeah. like one of the trans girls we met the other day just posted on facebook that she is finally on hormones and i commented saying yay because i know that's a big deal um and and you know some people have trouble with their significant others or parentals and just you know trying to trying to be supportive is really be a good ally Mm -hmm. is what i've uh, and yeah. I also if you're not be, trans then be an, be a good ally and know try to understand what the trans individual goes through if you can as best as you can again another reason why I'm trying to put this podcast out right um and just be there well and for me personally what I've noticed doing when when we've gone to to the coming out group mm-hmm. um because spouses are welcome to go to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh when I do speak up, I I try to. It's something that I do when, in in regular life throughout life is is play devil's advocate, and just be like, hey, yeah, there's that. There's the other side of the coin too, which is good. Um, because some some people who are like like I'm sure you probably have said some people who just get in their own way, regardless of whether they're trans or not, and it's just like, hey. Remember, it's tough for all people out there. Like, there is something regarding medical care. It's like, yeah, we all are having trouble with uh, yeah. medical care. Yeah, everybody's having um, that, not just I want people. the politicians out of my uterus and vagina. Thank you very much. Uh, um, I, if, if they want to get in my uterus and vagina, they better take me out for dinner and a drink first. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right. Um, but, but, yeah, that's... that's being a realistic supporter. Okay. Like a bra. <laughs> All right. Now, these uh, next few questions come from a uh, friend of uh, mine through podcasting. He has his own podcast, uh, FFOP Radio, uh, David Lindblad. First question is, uh, was this something you suspected? Um, I think we, I think we kind of covered that in our cover story. That. Uh, n- n- yes and no. Um... Like I said, I was surprised, but not surprised. Okay, so the next question is, what was your gut reaction? First, excuse me, what was your first gut reaction? Kind of covered that, too. Um, uh, I think so. It was... And then the okay, next... Okay, how do we get through this? Uh, and then his last question is, has it been difficult for you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, overall, been... short answer, yeah. Short answer, yeah. But it's been difficult for it's... me as well. It's yes. it's it's a difficult process, regardless. Well, because life as we know it is completely changing, changing. Uh-huh. and that's change is never easy. No, it's not. Even good change. Okay. Next couple questions come from our friend Erica. Aha. Um, what was your first few months like? And this can be, let's do this as a couple parter because we'll say the first few months after coming out to you and the first few months coming Mm. out publicly. Okay. 
because both were um, different processes for both of us. So when I first came out to you, what was what was your first few months like? Um, I think we kind of covered through Halloween. Cover so Halloween. so let's cover from Halloween on it, till I guess when I publicly came well, out. Seeing seeing you essentially being yourself or as close as you could be during Halloween mm. was because, you know, we just done it a few times at home. Mm-hmm. Um was was you were so comfortable and so happy and seeing that you being you in public was definitely a good thing and I'm glad we did it so early on. Um so that was that definitely set things off on a good tone after the first month and a half, which had the first three weeks were the worst. I mean, I, I still have my days every once in a while where I look at old pictures and get kind of sad. But, um, do you and, just look at new pictures and get happy? <laughs> I do. Uh, and then I. I, I discovered as I was getting to know Sabrina um, that that was the person I'd fallen for originally. And mm-hmm. um, the the person that I... that, that was the, the male walls and persona was not very nice. Um, that he got mean. And I, I wondered what had happened, but Sabrina's really sweet and uh, very affectionate, and it was nice to rediscover that. Um, so it's kind of been rediscovering each other again, um, which was made complicated with the whole move. Yeah, uh, and the move, and just uh, a two-year-old in general. Right. Yeah. yeah. When you came out publicly, was overwhelming. Um, and everyone kept talking about you, 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 you. Oh, you're so brave. You're so this. You're so. Oh my gosh, what an amazing person you are. And not many people had anything to say about me. A small percentage. Um, Very small. Very small group. Um, And that was... It... it, Because I don't see this just as just your journey. It's kind of ours. I mean, yes, it is yours, but it is is ours since we are a couple and we're together. There's three journeys going on. There's mine, there's yours, and then there's ours. Right. Those are three transitions happening. All at the same time. Right. Um, but it, it... And that was hard. With everyone going, oh, la, 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 la. And then you made, like, mention of me. Don't forget my wife, who's wonderful. And then all these people started sending me friend requests. And I was just like, oh, God. I kind of shut down um, a bit emotionally um, for probably a week or so. Uh even with you, I just, it just, and I told you, it's just, it's too much. I remember. It's just I too remember. much. I can't handle all of this all at once. Um, I had a, I had a couple breakdowns myself and I where think I was like overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. 
I think that's part of why I've held off on on doing like a video like you did because I don't think I can handle that again. It was well, a little... it's it's at times like that where you do that and you take a break for right three days, two days. Right, but you can't do that at work. I know, I know. But you can take a break from um, things like Facebook. So, so yeah, there was that. What what's most confusing for me is is when you. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. When you are more in, it doesn't happen very often. It's more when you're like doing housework and stuff that you're more in boy mode than girl mode. But the switch back and forth is is confusing. Not as much as it used to be, but it was very confusing in the beginning. I was like, okay, if you're going to be girl mode, be in girl mode, don't switch back and forth on me. It's too, I can't mentally I process that. that. I remember that. Well, I don't like going that far either, but sometimes, you know, it's just easier to throw on some older clothes that I would never really wear out of the house to do housework on. I totally get that. Yeah, I know totally you do, because you have, you, have you know, a collection of older clothes that you use for cleaning mm-hmm. or lounging in or, or mm-hmm. laundry day stuff. I am lounging in them right now. Um, See, that's my point. So I, uh, it's not as confusing as it was, but, um, but there was that, that that was confusing. Mm -hmm. Well, it was, it was tough for me too. Tough for me too. Next question. Next question. Next question. Also from Erica. Would you, would you handle things in a different way if you could do it over again? Would, so you handling it. Because me, I, I don't know if I'd do it differently. Probably I, I, not. I couldn't do it any differently. Probably not. I can't imagine it going any differently. Because... I mean, well, if you could change something. No. I okay. can't think of anything. I think it, it's gone as well as it could go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are things that could go a little bit better, but they're not it necessarily... Things that I'm in complete control of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, not that I can think of. Okay. Next question comes from our friend Alex. Um, how do you feel being seen as a different kind of couple? Even just being seen as friends by some people. That's awkward. It is awkward. We... we the the three of us, you, me, and Drew, went out to a large chain store. Um, we were clothes shopping, and they mm, have cheap mm-hmm, clothes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it just was, oh, we need a couple of things for, like, basic cheap staple items. And uh, you went into a dressing room, and Drew and I were sitting outside, mm-hmm. and I got asked, oh, is, are, are you related? Is she your aunt? And I was like, oh, no, 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 we're just friends. And it was so awkward and uncomfortable for me. Well, but you didn't also need to say that that was your wife at the same time. You could. You had the choice. You could say that was my wife or not get into it to this total stranger that it really doesn't matter to at all who the fuck I am anyway. So it's easier to say, friend. She was trying to make small talk. And, you know, because she thought Drew was cute. And, you know, being baby magnet, because he's adorable. He's a cute. Um, He is freaking adorable. Uh, 
So that, it's that was personality awkward. goes a long way. Um, it definitely is a different mindset. And a, a lesbian friend of mine was asking me, "So, how does it feel to be a lesbian?" <laughs> and was that a good impersonation of her? Anyone who that, that's how I hear her in my head. Um, so a friend of mine who's a lesbian, um, who didn't, who recently, as in like in the last five years or so, came out as being a lesbian. She had identified as, as bisexual before, mostly being with men, but has since come out as a lesbian. And, um, she asked me, so how does it feel to be a lesbian? I love being a lesbian is what she said, but you know, you didn't really plan on it or anything. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, it's different, you know, cause I'd never, it, it's, I've never had to think about, is it okay to be affectionate here? Uh, yeah. And she said, yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, and she and her, her girlfriend are both on the more girly side of the lesbian world. Um, so, you know, they go out and they can pass her easily as being friends if they're not being affectionate. Uh, and she said that is something that we are conscious of and it is weird. And so that for me is a strange thing to do. Like you and I were in, in Fresno and I was like, I don't think this is a good place to hold your hand, even though I'd like to. Um, so there's that, which is odd. Yeah, it can be odd. Um, cause we always have been a very affectionate couple. Mm-hmm. So that's a little strange to think about. Is it okay to do that here? Um, can you read me the question one more time? How do you feel being seen as a different kind of couple, even if it's just being seen as friends by some? Um, it is it is weird. And we we went out with a, a group of, of trans people, and I say trans people because there are both trans men and trans women there. And I was a token cis girl and I remember saying before we were going and I, we were getting ready. It was like, you know, I've never been out and, and, you know, had to think about, are people going to wonder if I'm trans or not? That's uh, not something uh, uh, that had uh, ever uh, happened. Uh, and that's funny. What? It's true. It's true. That's what makes it funny. It's true. You know, being with a, a group of, it was mostly trans women. Oh yeah. So are, are people going to wonder if I am as well? And do I care? Hmm. Um, I think ultimately the answer is no, I don't really care. Cause it doesn't really matter. Um, but it was a strange thing to think about. And it also was a little awkward to be the token sis. Uh, so, cause everyone else had that, that, that bond and I was, so. yeah, yeah, I'm sure that felt a little weird. It did. And then but it was I had a fun a night of, at the it end. It was. And then I had a couple of beers and I felt better. Right. Uh, okay. Next question still from Alex is, uh, how has your sex life been affected? Well, before you answer, <laughs> all I have to say is parents of a two-year-old. That has been more of a speed bump. I was going to say hurdle. Or hurdle. <laughs> than anything else in the last 
two years. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's uh, that's the biggest thing. Um, I I think it's better because you're more free. Yeah, yeah and that's I'd the agree. only way I can put it. I agree. Short and sweet. Okay. Next questions. Couple questions come from our friend Stephanie. Ah, yes. Okay. Boobs. Did you expect them on your significant other? Nope. I did not. How do they make you feel? I was a little worried about them getting in the way when we hug, but they actually, because of my height, I was afraid I was going to get smothered by them. Um, but we actually fit together quite well mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. They, they we pop do. right into like where my shoulders are and they make nice pillows. Uh, when Sabrina, this is also from Stephanie, when Sabrina first wore a dress in public out with you, how did it, how did it, uh, how did it feel? How Does did you Halloween feel? Count? For, yeah, that was time the first happened. time in public. Um, because you weren't wearing a, a dress before and you were very, when we went out, the only other time we'd been out, you weren't, we decided not to go full. Yeah, no, I'd worn, um, shorts or capris right. or something like that. Um, it was Halloween. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It was the first Halloween. You were it so was, happy. It was Arrested Development. That was the first. You were so happy. Yeah. So I was happy for you. Okay. <clears throat> next que- next couple questions come from our friend Joshua. Joshua Sterling. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the biggest adjustment you have had to make? Um, probably being out- outwardly a lesbian. We can go more into that at another time. What would be your one piece of advice to those in a committed and loving relationship with a person that is transgender? I think we covered that. I think we probably did. Being supportive, being Being, being supportive, being, um, just remembering that ultimately when it gets down to the, the core of who that person is, they're not changing. It's still the same person. Outwardly may change a few personality, emotional things might change. Um, but I think when people fall in love, that's when they're the least guarded. When you actually are in that process of falling in love. And the, the walls are up at first and they fall. And you fall in love and the walls may get built back up. But... At the heart of it, they're still probably going to be that same person that you fell for originally. And if you can handle the outer shell changing, which is not necessarily an easy thing to do, but it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. I think I think every couple needs to go, every person needs to go at their own pace together. It's a couple. Yes, yes, that is very important. Yeah. Um. Next question from Joshua. I'm sure the transition was difficult. I'm going to say is difficult and emotional for Sabrina, but how was it for you? How is the process for you versus using his words, difficult um, and emotional? We, we've been going over that's, that. That's been the big it's topic. It's been the big topic. Um, yeah. it, it is difficult and emotional and it's, it's definitely a roller coaster. 
Some days are better than others. Um, well, ask anybody out there. Of course. Yeah. I think that's life. Right. But. And then this last question from Joshua, and this is kind of a fun one, because even he said that on the Facebook page. Do you ever get jealous of Sabrina's outfits? Yes, because you are tall. I cannot wear some of the same things that you can because I am short and I would look dumb. Okay. Like the long, flowy shirts, tunic-type shirts that are in. I look silly in them. You look very cute. Okay, well, body styles. All right, this last thing comes from to, uh, from our friend Tom Beavis, who's part of the Projectors podcast. It's long. I'm, I haven't read it yet. This is the first time through. Oh, wow. Okay, my question is regarding gender roles living in California. It already seems like tr- traditional gender roles are rapidly becoming obsolete as each family adapts to, to best suit their needs. It isn't uncommon to see households in which the husband-father stays home with the kids and the wife-mother works in a relationship as unique as yours was there ever a discussion regarding the division of labor among the partners or did the pieces all fall into place naturally i think this question is particularly interesting factoring in that you have a son together are there any concerns regarding male role models uh jennifer specific role models even important to any anymore that's what he just kind of retorted there um or have you discussed an approach to discussing some male specific aspects of growing up like beard maintenance or jock straps as a side note that may seem like a shallow question but i grew up with an absentee dad i had to teach myself how to shave learn the hard way uh the importance of athletic cup oh learn the importance of an athletic cup the hard way and was never really given the talk because my mom wasn't equipped to discuss those things not that she didn't try in the aftermath Oh, Tom, I'm sorry that you had to go uh, through a childhood like that. I've had friends like that. Um, Well, um, yes, roles are becoming big difference. They they are. Lots of of stay-at-home dads. As as we'd mentioned, and you you were a stay-at-home dad already. Mm -hmm. Already, yeah. Um, It just happened to be that way naturally, according to... Now you're a housewife. Um, So, we've kind of already gone into that and how I don't really agree with the gender binary and and uh traditional gender roles and gender specific toys and clothing and all of those things um that they piss me off and I get very angry about them um though I do still think it is in, personally I think it's still important to have a a role model of of each sex that's personally how I feel um I I mean it's I mean, it can, how couldn't it be a, a good idea? I don't think it's something that is, is necessary. I, I, there are plenty of people who are obviously, obviously get by and are functioning. And wait, wait, doesn't Tom have an enormous beard? Yes, he does. <laughs> That's why he has no beard maintenance. <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> remembered that it's like wait doesn't he have a big ginger beard mm-hmm. big ginger beard sounds good mm. sounds like sounds like something i'd have for dinner <laughs> um so I, I i do think it's not a bad idea um i mean just like in, in it because it gives you a to have a, a role model from each gender identity i suppose is probably the better way to phrase this now it is it gives you different perspectives because 
Yes, men and women are very similar in a lot of things, but there are a lot of things that we aren't similar in and in thought processes. And and this is going to be a very long-winded question, so I'm going to have to cut it short and we'll have to get back into it another time Um, because it's it's bedtime. Yeah, it's it's bedtime. bedtime. And I just want to say on... Oh, but go ahead. I I didn't know you were... Drew does have a godfather. Yes, he does. Not in, like, the religious sense, but a spiritual godfather. Drew does have a godfather. Um... So there's that. And he's and very good with beard maintenance. He is. And um, I have I have no problems showing him what I had to live with for 40-something years. You know, I, I, I know about, as the way you put it, jockstraps, beard maintenance, understanding that. I have no problem in doing the traditional male father figure uh, role model things, fishing, camping, all that. I still plan on doing that with him, Build, mm-hmm. building things. I, I have no desire to to run from that and even if you didn't i don't have a problem with talking about it right um <laughs> just reminds me of a, a a friend of of mine from high school her mom gave her the talk and uh, about you know safe sex mm. and you know used a banana as as the example and put a condom on a banana and and said okay well you have to be able to do this and so you know mm. and it's important no it is it is it's it very is important. important i remember i remember and my experience with learning how to do that so and, and it's not a bad idea and i don't think that 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 the uh sex talk is specific to any particularly gendered parent um either should be fully capable of talking about it. I think that comes down to more of a personality. Some personalities so. can't, male or female, doesn't matter, just can't talk right. about it. Well, the same the same friend, her ex-husband, couldn't have that talk with their son. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. And said, I can't do it, you have, have to. to. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I think we've got everything answered there. I think so. I'd love to, I'd love to really chew in that, chew in that, chew on that question another time. Cause it's a lot. That's, that's, that's a good meaty question. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Um, thank you, Tom. Thank you you Tom. could probably, you could probably expand on it. Um, when this finally publishes, expand on it in the comment section. That is a possibility. Or we can just talk about it. At another time. Or we can talk about it at another time. Yeah. Like a no, year from now when we good. have more time. And I'm I'm sorry that you had to learn to shave your beard yourself, Tom. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm still laughing because you have a big beard. Oh, maybe you've shaved since we last saw you. I don't know. I have to but check his Facebook. All right. Is there anything, last words that you want to share with the audience? Anything? Anything you want to say? Your smart ass wife says so long and thanks for all the fish. Okay. We can accept that. So we can accept that. So long. Thanks for all the fish. Well, I want to say thank you for being on the show. And thank it's, you for having me. Oh, you'll be back on for sure. Absolutely for sure. And um, let's call this a night. It's a night. Thank you, Rebecca, so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And we'll have you back on the program again. Definitely gonna have you back on the program again. Just don't know when, but we will. For sure. And uh, keep an eye out on the Facebook page, everyone, because I'm going to be posting some photos from Halloween 2014, if I haven't already, by the time this drops. (laughs) And I'm going to post some pictures of our kid, Drew. So, um...
with that, I'm just going to say let's move on to the rest of the show. Listener feedback. All right. Well, first, I want to say thank you to everybody that wrote in. You gave some awesome questions, and Rebecca and I were both overwhelmed and grateful. So thank you so much. Uh, Tom Beavis, we're definitely going to re-bring bring that question back up again. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely for sure. Um, I also want to say a, a shout-out to my friends that have podcasts of their own. Tom Beavis is one. Check his out. That's the projectors. Um, but also check out FFOP Radio or Fists Full of Podcasts Radio by David Lindblad. Uh, it, kind of a morning talk show on a bender. It's the easiest way I can sum it up. Uh, and then Joshua Sterling. I mentioned this last episode. New Thought, New Song, a podcast. He's he's a musician. He's a wonderful musician. And he interviews other musicians about the, the, the process as, as it is for a musician. So if you're into music, whether you're somebody that just likes music or somebody that creates music, check it out. It's a great show. It's, one of, it's actually one of the podcasts I listen to on a fairly regular basis. And now this last shout out, this last listener feedback goes out to uh, a friend of mine that I don't know why I've been spacing on not saying this for like three episodes now. And I am so sorry. I apologize profusely, and I hope you know who you are. Uh, again, I don't give out last names unless, you know, you have a podcast and your last name's already out there, or you tell me it's okay. Um, and I want to get this person on the show. This is a new, another trans woman. She's very new in her, her transition as well. Um, and she's, she's, she's the type of individual that's still trying out names. So I'm going to give out the two names that she seems to kind of gravitate towards. And that is Brooke or Miranda, last initial O. First, I want to say thank you for your friendship and support. And I'm sorry for not saying this earlier in the show. And over the last, I don't know, month or so, I've kind of been lapse in my communications with you. So I'm sorry. Um, part of it is where life is right now. Part of it was trying to get the, pro the podcast up and started. Um, which I explained to you and you understood, so we're cool. Uh, but I, publicly, I just want to say, hey, I'm sorry that it's taken me so long to say thank you for being my friend, thank you for your support, and let's get you on the show. <laughs> All right, next episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about Halloween 2014 and boobies. That's right. I said boobies. I suppose I could have said tits since this is an explicit podcast, but tits is, tits is uh, well, it's not, not crude. It's just, it, well, in the words of George Carlin, it sounds like a snack. It, it's, it's just, um, it's not something you hear in everyday life. That's all. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about um, my desire for boobs and, and what it's meant to me in my transition in my life, etc. So that's next episode. And now, lastly, one last time, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I love you, sweetie. And now, and as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I would just go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we would just go insane. And if we weren't all crazy, we would go insane.
Stay crazy, everyone. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2014 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. <laughs>